What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Bridge Podcast. It is episode nine. Time is flying by. Um, Gabe and I are here today with a special guest that Gabe is going to introduce. Gabe, you want to take it away? Yes, sir. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bridge Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, my boy, Grant Huffman. He is a classmate of mine, and uh, he's got a story to share, and he's also a Davidson basketball commit, and he was in the runnings for Gatorade Player of the Year, so he knows what he's talking about with basketball, and uh, he's just going to share his story today, and we're going we're gonna to get right to it. So what's up, Grant? What's good, everyone? Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So just like diving right in, do you want to talk about kind of your story, like basketball wise or even like personal wise um, yeah for sure yeah. for sure so okay so i grew up in aurora ohio it's a small town um not a lot of people and i, had a, I have a really good group of friends and during high school like eighth grade summer i had a really tough decision to make you know am i going to go to st ed's or am i going to stay in aurora and i would probably say that's been the hardest decision of my life so far and it was, a, it was a good one. I didn't know all the sacrifice I was going to have to make at the time. But now that I look back at it, it's obviously worked out for me in my favor. But then again, I look back at it and I've also missed out on a lot of opportunities going there. So, yeah. Yeah. Was there a, a certain age that you knew that like basketball was going to be something that carried you kind of throughout your academic career and then in your college career? Or was there like, a certain like I guess experience that kind of made you realize that right that was pretty much a big deciding factor in where I wanted to go to high school I knew uh, Ed's had an established program and with coach Flan there I knew he could help me out in multiple ways getting me into the college recruiting line and all that and also with that I had a tough decision do I want to play football uh, my freshman year and I decided not to because I wanted to put all my energy in basketball and giving up on football, you know, that's a big regret of mine. But also, you know, I don't know what would have happened if I continued playing. Yeah. Right. Um, did you, I know, like, kind of going off Sam's question a little bit, did you ever have that moment where you realized, like, oh, man, like, I'm pretty good at basketball, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I've always tried to stay modest, you know, I never want to think of myself, you know, as better as anyone, I just try to Truthfully, I just try to outwork everyone. I feel like if I do that, then I'll be prepared for that. But thinking like, it's always good to have in your mind, you know, like, oh, like when I'm on the court, I want to think, oh, I'm better than the person across from me. And honestly, the only way to do that is to outwork them. So that's what I do. For sure. Would you say that there's like something that separates the the players that eventually go on and play college basketball versus the ones that maybe have the talent but don't quite get there after high school right um obviously there's a lot of genetics involved um but truthfully like if you look at my my our friend brendan rains he's 5'8 short little white kid you know he's quick but he's like not the most athletic but i think the thing that like separates him from a, a bunch of other people is just how hard he works and I think the level of play, you know, it obviously depends on your God-given abilities, but also another bit, there's a list of things you can control and which play into a factor of where you go to college. Yeah, I think that brings up a good point. Like, 
playing college basketball is like playing college basketball. I don't think a lot of people realize that like going like D3 or something like that's big time. Like a lot of kids say in high school, like, yeah, I could have gone like D3 or like NAIA, whatever. But it's like, could you really have though? You know, like that's a huge time commitment. And those kids are still working like their tails off. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, no, dude. I, they work probably, I would say, just as much as a D1 college. I don't know if you guys have seen, do you, Gabe, have you, you seen uh, D Friga on YouTube? Yeah. So he went to, he goes to Mount Union and he's mm-hmm. a dog. I think he dropped like 50 in a game, right? Yeah, he, he's nice. And I think now he's signing a pro contract. So he's yeah. going to play overseas. And I don't know, like, just like, saying he just put in as much work as everyone else did and now he's going to play on the next level which some d1 kids aren't even going to yeah that's crazy so just like no matter what your circumstances just kind of keep rolling with it and then work hard no matter what whether Mm -hmm. it's d1 d3 and that's so transferable into like anyone's professional career in life too yeah like even in what i'm seeing with the people that i'm around i'm a junior in college i know a couple seniors who maybe didn't get like that awesome job offer they wanted and they're starting out with another company, but it's still like, you got to look at that as an opportunity to still outwork everyone right. else. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. I think uh, that brings up a great point of like the process. Like you can't get to step three by skipping steps one and two, even if steps one and two are like small baby steps. I think that's something that gets overlooked too. Like baby steps are still steps and like that's still growth. No, yeah, definitely. um, And part of that is like, you don't really want to skip the journey because you're going to be making memories throughout the whole way. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole high school career, it's, it's gone by in like a blur and, you know, just once like, I wish I could go back and, you know, reminisce on the, like the times when we were at the lunch table, you know, like we don't get those times anymore. And just like those memories, I don't know. I feel like, sometimes they can be more important than the next step and trying to get there. Right. Yeah. That's like, um, I was reading an article on a lot of professional athletes or like Olympians and they train for like years and years. And then once that date finally hits, like it's game time or it's, it's their time to perform. And then after it, they get, um, they get depressed. Yeah. Like they wake up that next morning and it's like, they didn't even like win anything or that it's like, I feel like that is a it's just over. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So, so I, go ahead. Sam. Gabe, no, you're good. You can go. All right. I was going to ask you, um, I know you deal, you dealt with your injury like last season. And uh, I was going to ask you how you like, how did you shift your mindset through the injury or what was going through your head and how did you, like progress through it and not just get into like all these negative thoughts. Cause your injury ha- happened at a time where it's like junior year. Like that's a big season for like scouts to see you and all that. So how did you get through that? Um, it was my sophomore year, but same oh, thing. I actually kind of, you know, I went through like a rough patch. Um, I didn't really want to do anything. I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, like, what's the point of all this? Like I worked my butt off my whole junior year, whole or whole freshman year, whole freshman year summer to prepare for the season. And then the first game of the season, I break my ankle. And I was just like, like, what's the point of all this? But I don't know, I guess just like with the help, like my dad, he's been a big influence in my life. He's always been like, kept on me trying to stay positive. 
and just like staying positive and just trying to work past all the obstacles. Uh, that's like the only reason why I was able to get better, not only like get better, but make a better impact. How long was that recovery from the, the ankle? Um, I came back in, I think four weeks, four or five weeks, but I think I probably came back a little too early. I still have like, Mm -hmm. it still gets a little sore sometimes, you know, I don't think it's fully recovered, but you know, it's like, so if I went back and I like had to tell myself something, I'd just say, you know, take two more weeks off and you'll be better. But you know, it's fine. And the week I came back, we had three tough games. Uh, It was Mm -hmm. Gabe, you'll know, St. V um yeah shaker with like christian guest and dale bonner in them and then it was benny too so it was a tough tough three games but yeah was that the only major injury you had really or um yeah i would say yeah i've had like a couple instances where i've rolled my ankle and been out like two to three weeks but other than that i've never like had knee problems I used to have back problems back in middle school, which is weird, but I haven't had any in high school, so I'm thankful for that. But, yeah, that's probably the only injury I've had that I would say is, was major. For sure. What would you say to someone that right now in in any sport, really, they just got – if you could think back to the moment where you just found out, okay, my ankle's broken, I'm out for, for four weeks, and then you got hit with all that negativity at once, what would you say that could – maybe pull them out of that, that as someone who successfully came back from an injury like that? I would just tell them, you know, you got to keep pushing forward. You know, if you want it that bad, then you just got to stay positive. As hard as it's going to be, because it's definitely going to be tough. But, you know, if if you want it that bad, if you truthfully want what you're doing that bad, then it'll be worth it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little story. I remember when Grant got injured, um, I remember seeing him in the gym and he had his boot on. And he was just doing form shooting. He would sit there mm. for like half an hour, an hour. I don't know how long he was there, but like just doing form shooting. And I remember he was like literally like taking f- like far shots just on one leg, like just getting it down. Like, why not work on that? You know, and I think that yeah. also comments on like what Grant said earlier, like kind of commenting on sometimes it's a little bit genetics, but control what you can control, you know? Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. Grant had, like, this broken ankle, but he could just sit around and feel down about himself. But he was out there like, okay, I can do this, this, and that. Like, I'm going to work on that. Like, my left hand, when I come back, is going to be, like, the greatest, you know? So I feel like Mm -hmm. there's always something that you can do. And even if it's, like, you have a big injury or something, there's always something, something you can do. And I think that really comments on it. Right, and like sometimes you just got to improvise, you know, not everything's always going to go the way you want it to, so you just got to take what you got and make the best out of it. Right, I think the one thing that that it just keeps reminding me of is the biggest disability anyone can have is a negative mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, that is truly the biggest disability someone can have. It's like, I'm not like, I'm blessed to have a healthy body that, that does what I want it to do, but no matter where you are in your athletic career, fitness career, academic professional like if your mindset isn't at it 100 percent of the time you're done mm-hmm. and I, that's like stuff that i always run through my head when i'm like doing tough workouts or or prepping for a competition and stuff like that is just keep attacking things with a positive mindset and it's like what you said like working on form shooting or like okay i can't do shit with my ankle what can i control mm-hmm. right yeah definitely. and i also like 
remind, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Jocko Willink. Yeah. He's Navy yeah, SEALs. Got a pretty popular Navy podcast. Seal. Yeah. Um, he has this like video skit like of this phrase. Like, well, it's not really a phrase. It's just one word. It's good. And he talks about, he's like, he's like, oh, didn't get the job. He's like, good. Like, time to reevaluate and work on my weaknesses. Or like, got denied, got rejected. Good. You know, just, yeah, just move on. Keep going. Mm-hmm. I got you. I think, too, um, when Grant was talking about how, like, I think it's easy to get in, like, a negative mindset. And it's completely normal to go through, like, that phase. And I think it was cool how he commented, like, yeah, like, my dad was pushing me, you know. And it really comments on, like, the people around you. And I know Sam, Sam and I have said this before, but you are the sum of, like, the five people you hang around most. And if those five people are positive influences, like when you're down, they're going to help pick you up. But if they're not positive influences, you know, your actions are going to reflect what they're thinking too. You know what I mean? No, definitely. And like, just like you're saying, like the five people you surround yourself with are who you become. Like I talked about Brennan before, uh, Jimmy Gajewski, Coach Jimmy. Like we used to go in the weight room and we, us three, you know, we would just be with each other. And, you know, if one of us were, wasn't really feeling it, we'd have the other two to pick us up. That's why I feel like just having that solid group of people around you, you know, can really benefit you. Yeah, dude, Jimmy's a dog. I, no, he is. Yeah. Whenever I hit a workout with him, that guy, he brings the, the heat. He brings energy. Kind of That's what yeah. you got to love it about him. What, um, I don't know. I was just thinking of this question. Um, how, I don't know how to phrase it, but like speaking about your identity, how do you handle like being a D1 basketball commit and also like you're a high school student? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so, a- I know a lot of people have like told me like, like when I see Grant in the hallway, I'm like, oh, what's good, bro? You know, we'll dap each other up. Like we're cool like that. And it's not like, at least to me, I'm not like, oh, like he's a D1 basketball player. Like that's the only reason I'm friends with him. I'm like, not nah, like he's a good friend of mine. Like we hang out, we talk and stuff. But I think kids from like other schools see that and they're like, oh, like why are you always like with him? I was like, oh, he's my friend. So how do you like deal with that? Um, You know, like being a basketball player, like I have, it's like kind of tough balancing, you know, when do I want to go out with my friends? You know, when do I want to go work out? And I think finding that right mix, because, you know, like I was talking about before, you don't want everything to patch you up and be like, dang, I wish I would have made more memories with my friends. Um, so I think just find like it's really hard to find the right the right mix of balance between taking what you love to do and working hard at it, but also taking who you like do it with and then having a good time and actually being enjoyable with it is like one of the really big challenges that you have to overcome. But like you're saying, like, uh, like people like looking at me like I'm different um I don't know I kind of like I said I like to stay level-headed I mean I'm just a kid I'm 18 year old kid I know there's people way 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 better than me so I just think of it like that I think it's awesome that you realize that at at such a young age you know like I'm only, I'm about to turn 21 and I think like in less than a month and I still see people that are my age. I mean, that's not much older, but still, like, I see people that are my age that haven't quite like realized that. Right. And I guess it's just crazy thing. I think that that mindset is definitely going to take you far. Um, 
knowing that you've realized that at a young age. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just share a quick story. One time at Open Gym, we were playing, and uh, I decided to guard Grant, and he scored like five straight buckets on me. <laughs> and, like, not to like comment. Like, How'd that make you feel, Gabe? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like a pretty, I wasn't like, a good defender i'd say i'd like i was the hustle kid you know so i was like oh like how am i getting his face and stuff like i wanted to like test my limits and see like where i was at so i decided to guard him and he just literally he he drove right past me one time he like hit a three in my face the next and i was like i was like oh shit like this dude he's like he's good you know (laughs) yeah i wish you would have kept playing dude we would have had fun this year and the year before but yeah it would have been like help with my back injuries and stuff but like i definitely miss it like looking back on it speaking about injuries you've had a you've had a tough pass with those with the the concussions the back yeah yeah give run us through it while we're on that topic because i don't think you talked about that yet yeah so i mean my freshman year coming in to ads well let's start it back in eighth grade i got a really bad concussion this kid railed me, blindsided me. It was probably one of the best football games I've ever played. I had like at least twelve tackles. Like I was, I was balling. I felt, I felt like unstoppable. And uh, it's crazy. I, I've watched the play over and over, but um, literally, I can remember in my head like something telling me. I like caught the pass and I turned around, and something told me to dive, but I wasn't like comfortable diving, and I didn't dive, and I got railed. And uh, I had, like, months of, like, just not going to school. And I went into half days for about, like, a month. And uh, I just didn't feel me. Like, talking about identity. Like, Mm -hmm. I would sit and stare at a wall for hours, and I didn't really want to do anything. And then um, I got involved at Ed's, like, lifting. And I met a bunch of football guys. And I was like, hey, like, I want to play football. So I'm in the process, you know, um, lifting with a ton of kids. I'm having a great time. I'm, I remember, like, I would lift at Ed's, come home, eat. I would get my own workout in at, like, the football at Lakewood High. And uh, I was just super dedicated into it. And in the first week of practices in August, I remember vividly we're doing this drill. And, Grant, you remember Daytuan, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this dude's this dude's huge, right? Probably like six three, probably like two fifteen or something. He's tough. He's we're, tough. Yeah. We're doing this uh hit and drill. And you know, I felt like I was a leader on the field and uh quint coincidentally we both get lined up against each other and my our coach is like, Hey Beave, like you wanna switch, you know? And I was like, nah, like I, I thought as a leader I had to like prove a point, like, hey guys like we're about it here you know and uh i just kept repeating my head like go low go low go low and i didn't go low enough and he railed me and like right as i hit the floor i felt like on the field i felt that same concussion that i felt like in eighth grade and i knew like i like i then went to the doctors and they were like yeah like if you keep going this route like it could be severe you know and so I had to make a tough decision, like as a 15 year old, 14 year old to like stop playing the sport I loved. And like football is my thing. Basketball is just kind of a side thing. And so I decided to like dedicate all my effort to basketball. 
And then my sophomore year probably didn't go as well as I thought. Like we had seven returning kids to JV and it was like my first year on JV and didn't get that much playing time. And at the end of the year, I got, I started like my back started to bother me and found out I had herniated discs in my back and like doing research on that. Um, it's like something that happens when you're like 60 or like <laughs> 55 <laughs> And uh, yeah, like my PT, my orthopedic surgeon, she's like, yeah, you'll never be able to like lift the same or work out. And uh, I remember that instant, I was like, holy shit. Like, it's like my life has forever changed. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of like took a spin off of that. And uh, I started researching more about it. And I found out that Joe Flacco, quarterback of the Ravens, he had a herniated disc and he came back like in a season or two. So I started looking at like all the positive things and I went through like months of PT. It was terrible. Cause like working out was like my stress reliever, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just kept on, on it, like trusting the process. And I finally started to feel better and I started to amp up my workouts a little bit more and like flash forward now, like I'm doing, obviously I have a limit. Like I'm not going to deadlift like 300 pounds, 400 pounds, but I'm back like squatting, lifting, and I feel like stronger and healthier than ever. So I think that just comments on like, check who you're listening to and like the people around you. And also like, it's corny to say and cliche, but trust the process, you know? Yeah. And uh, this is why I respect you a lot. No, I'm not just saying this because I'm like on your podcast or anything, but you've been given like a ton of reasons to give up and, you know, just be lazy with your life, but you've taken everything with a grain of salt and you've made every, you've taken every like, uh, obstacle that's came your way, flipped it and turned into something better. So, you know, I appreciate I really that, bro. that. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I actually never heard that story, um, of actually how you got your second concussion. Yeah. It, it runs through my mind a lot. Like thinking if I was like, yeah, coach, like, like let someone else go. But, um, that's like I don't know. that's so weird though because like if you were like yeah i want to switch out like what kind of person does that make you look like yeah yeah, yeah it's exactly like, wait hey, they yeah they was is the dude that transferred right i'm just trying to make yeah, sure yeah, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dude that went missing for a little bit yeah he went missing for a little bit like he was he, he was, was a fine yeah he was dude. fine but yeah he was fine but like yeah he was a he was a big dude and he was he was scary on the football field Mm-hmm. that's crazy though how a simple answer to a question changed yeah. your whole life mm-hmm. like if you would have just said no and like switch but how would that have impact like other decisions in your life yeah who knows but like thinking like everything happens for a reason like right. when i was down with my back injury that's when i truly found my faith and if i didn't have that back injury i don't know if i would have like the faith that i have today you know and so with that faith, just looking at everything Oh, sorry. No, you can keep going. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, like just looking at everything, like God put me in this position for a reason, you know, thinking like that, that can change your world. And now I don't know if the people on the podcast know this, you're going for man of the year for St. Ed's. So yeah, worked out for you. Yeah. That's huge news. Shout out, Gabe. What explain what man of the year is Gabe? Yeah, so 
there's this award at St. Ed's. It's called Man of the Year. It's kind of like valedictorian, but also a different thing. And um, so the student body, they get two votes. And your first vote gets like two points and your second vote gets one point. And uh, I was one of the five kids that got the most votes in our senior class. I think it's also crazy um, thinking like I'm not a kid who plays sports, you know, I'm not really the nerd type, even though some people might think I am like learning is hard for me, but like just shout out to those people that are doing unique and different things, you know, like you don't, it's if you're the sports person, like Grant totally like I rock with that. But if you're into like theater or the plays or like you're making you're vlogging on YouTube or like you're doing something creative, like, yo, like I recognize that. And people recognize that as well. That's what like the nominees made me realize. Like I was like, oh, like I actually impacted those people, you know, like that's crazy to me. Mm hmm. Definitely. Yeah, surreal, surreal moments. Surreal That's moment. awesome. Well, we're like we're gonna have to do a follow up podcast on it once we get the yeah. results. But still, yeah. being a nominee, that's that's a big deal. How does that work? Like, I how does was... voting work? Do the teachers do it, or is it back to the yeah? Students? So the teacher, the teachers are gonna vote next. I mean, I don't know if I have a good rep with the teachers. I did get caught like cheating on a test sophomore year. I'll just put it out there. Uh, my teacher didn't tell administration. So if administration is listening to this right now, like. Actually, I hope they're not listening because they probably wouldn't <laughs> vote for me. <laughs> but um, I, it was a learning lesson. Like, I failed so many times in my life, like, countlessly. And, like, like that Rocky quote, just get back up. Like, literally, I remember in my math class, junior year in Miss Gennaro's class, I got a 33% on the first test. 33%. And I literally, I had to go in her room the day after, and we talked about it, and she, like, she helped me out, and that's how I learned. Like, I would, like, get a low grade on the test, go see her. She'd help me, and that's how I learned and understood things. So just, like, right. again, trust in the process. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. So I think that's uh, that's what we got for this podcast coming up on a little under half an hour. Pretty good stuff. Mm -hmm. So I guess uh, key takeaways, trust the process. Um, when you get hit with a bunch of negativity, try to take a step back, look at the positive side of it. Um, your greatest disability is a negative mindset. And then if anyone else has anything they want to leave it off with, everyone's yeah, solid, Grant, Gabe. Yeah, I have a question for you, Grant. What would be um, your best piece of advice to, like, a youngin, you know, who wants to, like, not not just play basketball, but just, like, with sports or anything? Like, what would be your best piece of advice? Uh, so I know this is going to sound cliche, but, like, if you truthfully love doing it, then just follow your dreams, you know, like keep keep working at it. Because really, when you set your mind to it, you know, a lot of things can happen for that. Love it. Definitely. I love it. Grant, uh, tell everyone your Instagram real quick. Oh, geez. I don't even, oh, it's Grant you Huffman, know at Grant Huffman 5. Gotcha. I'll be chatting this out. Give on. my man a follow. Uh, definitely. Give my man a follow. Um, let us know if you like the podcast. Give us a rating. Tell us um, what you thought, if you want us to talk about anything in general, or if you want to be on the podcast, if you feel like you have an inspirational message, hit us up. Um, we'll make it happen. So that's yep. so we got. Episode 9. Yep. Appreciate you oh. being on the podcast, Grant.
Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a follow up one. Maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. See what's going on. So definitely. All right, guys, stay motivated. Catch you later. Peace.